0: Hello,
1: and welcome to the Diaz Book Club where we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and how you can put it into your campaigns. Whoa, with me as seamless. Exactly. With well, I thought you said that. With me oh. <laughs> with me is as ever, and more than I've ever been on the show, the creator, the lexicon, oh no. the epitome, oh no. that is the, the the leader, our eminent leader of the DNs Book Club. He's <laughs> now gone. I <laughs> is fiona how are you fiona
0: hello hamilton i'm very well thank you um merry christmas Happy merry Holidays. christmas merry, yes. christmas. merry yes. christmas oh we did say, oh we did say we were going to put christmas stuff on too late now um oh, but crap. i have a christmas jumper yeah it's it's fine this is what and we're looking around for christmas stuff it is officially christmas um uh, so, i didn't
1: prepare yes. i didn't prepare i was meant to have no. a christmas i don't have a christmas hat
0: my my Christmas jumper's all the way up there. I can't bother getting up for it. So, <laughs> no, I have
1: my X Men T shirt. <laughs> Does that? Oh, I love. Oh, I love
0: that. Oh, it's I, love X-mas. that. I, I love that. I love the yellow of that. It's Shall so I just? Warm. I just wear it like this. It's like that. It's Perfect. Christmas. Perfect. It's Xmas. Perfect. Xmas. So, that's how Xmas. It works. Yeah, fine. that's it. Uh, Hamilton, do you have any festive traditions or anything like yes, that? Yes, I do. do. I
1: do. I am um, such a classic white male. I watch Die Hard every year. <laughs> 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 Over twenty-five white man, I watch Die Hard. I'm not saying that that's only for them. I'm just saying that it seems to be a, a cultural shift that that sort of that stereotyping of, of us. Yeah. No, no, I do. I. I get the Christmas tree up as early as possible. I always watch A.N. Die Hard uh, once a year. I watch pretty much all the Harry Potters over Christmas. Aww. And and if I can fit Lord of the Rings in, I'll get Lord of the Rings probably in in the same time. Then my sort of Christmas movies, uh, as well as AEN Home Alone. I just like watching movies. Oh, Christmas Alone is movies. So good. I love all Christmas movies. So, like, yeah, anything that has any. I, I even, I like, love actually. I've already watched that once. I'll probably oh, watch it another yes. time.
0: Oh, uh. yeah. Oh, I love um, love well, love actually again side note if on the DVD they had yeah. like the extra scenes yeah. and I remember is it, is it Richard Curtis he goes uh, there's a scene at the end in the airport and he goes we had to use a stunt actor to do some bits of it as he's running through and he's doing flips and stuff mm. and you watch it you're like it's clearly like a child a child and then a man doing yes. flips and then a child and it's just I obviously we didn't see this on the screen but I was just like going this does not. How no one can get away with this. I I highly recommend watching outtakes and the extra scenes in Love yeah. Actually because they are fantastic. Oh, okay,
1: I'm gonna have to so watch that. Okay, that's yeah, I'm gonna do that. So much fun. I think I've got I've yeah. got actually no I have got it on DVD. Yeah, so I will do that. Yeah, I
0: so. I think it's it's law in every British household to have that on DVD. Yeah.
1: To, like... yeah, no, it literally. I think I had it twice on DVD when I lived at home. So yeah, it's all of those. It's like the Spice Girls album. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that, I was gonna say, that's at home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has that at their home. Like, I got given it that year that the Spice Girls came out, I came, I think I got it like three times for Christmas that year. Really? I think it was like, yeah, Whoa. so ridiculous. So I had. Right. Oh,
0: you got, your, you got your life spiced up. I want, what really, really want. Don't tell me what you want,
1: what really, really want. I did, I spiced up my life. And then I chucked away one, and then two became what? No, the, oh, no, boo. sorry, no. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, anyway, what about you? What are your Christmas traditions?
0: Um, so I'm sure I do have them. It's been, to be fair, it has been a little while since I've had Christmas at home. But oh, okay. one thing me and my sister did start doing mm. was that, you know how you know just again through various years and stuff you always get presents of clothing right you'll always get some socks you'll get yeah. uh, a jumper etc so me and my sister came up with the game whereby when you unwrap a piece of clothing you put it on instantly over whatever you're wearing <laughs> and in the order you get it so you could unwrap socks uh, and then put them on straight away uh, slippers and then more socks yes or you could put like a uh, yeah, I <laughs> so you could put like leggings on but then you might Like we do in our household, maybe you get pants, put pants on over the leggings, you know. And then at the end, Superman style. Exactly. And then at the end, we have, uh, we take pictures, and it's like, who wore it better? And it's our Christmas outfit. I love the,
1: it. That is great. Oh, I want to steal so, that idea. Actually,
0: it's it's great fun. I like, because obviously you get like stuff like scarves and hats mm. and glasses. Yeah. You know, all yeah. that sort of stuff comes out at Christmas. So I I just think it's a a fun little thing. So you're like, oh, quick, put it on, put yeah. it on. You know, even, even though the points don't matter or anything like that. But yeah, that's what we came up with. I think a couple of Christmases ago, and we've we've done it every year since like oh, on and off great. depending I on like stuff it. so that, that's always quite fun
1: the one um, I used to have went with clothing one and, th- and I had to grow up and it really annoyed me was that I and I got we used to go stay at a friend's house for Christmas because it was just me and my mum so for a long time so our friends we used to go to theirs for Christmas because my, my grandparents passed away when I was quite young so we, and I don't have much of an immediate family apart from her so um, anyway we used to do that and but even when I was to these people's houses I had this rule and I'd wear and they were clean so I would wear pyjamas all day yeah. yeah. So I'd put, I'd oh. wake up, I'd have a shower, and put on right. clean pajamas. So I wouldn't right. be in the pajamas that I went to bed in, but I would put no. them on, and have a and a dressing gown, and that would be my. I'd be like, okay, I am not changing all day, no, because that's what I did as a kid, and this is the only way I can feel still feel like a kid on Christmas. So oh. everyone else would like be properly dressed, and I would just be there at the dinner table <laughs> wearing pajamas <laughs> <And> <laughs> until I was probably about twenty. L- l- later than the number that you probably want to believe, <laughs> where no, I'd literally I- be sitting there with all these adult dish people, and I'm still in my pajamas because I'm like, this is my rule, okay? I'm
0: oh, sorry. Who gets properly dressed over Christmas? That feels. That feels like. Something's
1: now we not do. Right, now that- I, you know, I've taken on. Uh, my partners and stuff like that and we used to go to when we started having to then go to um, my partner's family they would everyone would put on like shirts and everyone would be dressed up smartly for Christmas so I'd have to put on like a shirt and a Christmas jumper and would not be in my pyjamas all day so
0: my heart breaks a little bit inside but um, I know I know there is some cultures where on New Year's Eve you do get a new uh, set yes. of pyjamas, though. So. Oh! So that, that's... Yeah. Take so that, that you, you'd get it... Yeah, cause then, and you're like, you're ready for Christmas because you've got your new Christmas pyjama set, yes. you know. Well, winter so.
1: starts at Christmas, so you need pyjamas because it's cold in this country. So, you know... And that's heating's true. expensive in this country, unlike in America, yeah. where you get it as, cheap, so...
0: As, as we found out over, over the last year. Well, Hamilton, enough of our festivities and traditions <laughs> and wearing pyjamas over Christmas. What are we talking about today? What is our topic of choice?
1: Our topic of choice is really a year in review. We're just going to talk about the things that we've enjoyed and things that we're looking forward to a bit, but more like what we've enjoyed about the year of 2021 in D&D, really. not. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that we probably want to forget about 2021. <laughs> and so let's just look at the fantasy world that is nice and happy and uh, talk about talk about that. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, obviously, we, we when we say, like, obviously, things about D&D, it doesn't have to be, you know, just the books that have come out. Obviously, mm. I know wizards have been, like, pumping out oh, so yes. many books and so many guides and obviously DMs at Guild have got all that stuff yeah. as well. But I, I think, definitely for me, when I look back, obviously, I've made so many happy connections. We met yes. uh, for the first time. That yeah, is- I know, it doesn't fit
1: that is one of the things on my list you've stolen my list
0: oh no oh no oh no Uh, we've got that Um, you know we've got uh, we've got obviously Dragon's Jewel, we've got all this, mm. all this sort of thing, so it actually is one of those things where it's like, actually, there's so much to look forward to, yeah. uh, look, look back on, and go, wow, we've actually, we've done it, we've made it, yeah. and also we had a good time doing it, so yeah, yeah I'm I'm very excited to talk about this topic, yeah. and
1: yeah. Well, why don't you start, then, why don't you start I will. with your first on your list of things that you found I fantastic will. about this year? I
0: will, while well, whilst you think of a second
1: one. <laughs> 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 no, I've got more to say about that, so I, that's, that's fantastic. Sorry, I've got cool. more to say about.
0: So uh, I did. I did. So I, when I wrote this uh, earlier today, I was like, Ooh, "What could it be?" And I will say, because I always, well, I used to say it quite a lot. My favourite book that has come out recently mm. is uh, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft because <laughs> no I, go crap, I don't, Whoa, <laughs> what?
1: You've not made Spoiler. that obvious. You know, it's been no. very subtle. Your your love of that that book.
0: Exactly, because I am, You know, I I do love horror, and it came out at a, at a really good time. It was very interesting to talk to people about it because you know people do like horror campaigns and they do like being scared and stuff like that and i thought what was so good about this book is that not only did it have like a great starter uh, uh game for mm. it so the house of lamont which was like it's a haunted house but also you can have seances and mm. there's like three different adventures in it so you could play it differently each time like a video game um but what i really loved is that if you were like me like i watch a lot of horror games uh, I watch a lot of TV shows and lots of films and play video games or horror, but I'm not very good about what are the tropes of individual things. I'm like, oh, that scares me. Oh, that scares me, etc. And what I loved about uh, Van Richten is that it was like, here are the genres of horror. Here is folk horror. Here is cosmic horror. Here is occult horror. And it just sort of laid it out. And it was so beautiful the way it did it for DMs, because it's like stuff like um, occult horror or folk horror where it's like if you've ever watched something like uh, The Wicker Man or yeah. Midsommar or something, it's, like it's around a community mm. uh, who do uh, have a strange way of life that is uh, very different to the norm that the adventurers have, but you could play it so that you know the adventurers come in, you know, trample in, and they go, oh, this is not right, we'll go kill that, that whatever the being mm. it is that you're worshipping, Then they're like, no, you really, you've angered it, we were living in fear, and now you've ruined it, rather than an evil thing around. So there's just all these different ways mm. of coming from it. And it was beautifully written, beautifully drawn, and of course with Van Richten as well, it introduced this idea of, uh, even though it was there before I will say, this Domains of Dread. And it had loads of different ideas and like all these different things. There's a domain where it's just a ghost train, obviously you've got uh, Barovia, so Curse of Strahd, you've got uh, Wands of Dreams, and all these sort of things. And it just, as a source book, really digs into like what makes horror yeah. interesting and why people want to play it so I, that's why it's one of my picks when it came out i read it cover to cover and i was like oh, i'm so excited <laughs> so. i
1: still haven't brought the courage to read it for, like it's just not because it's not my kind of thing but it's not your thing I, but i really do want to read it it's just like i just need to be i just need to do it probably in the summertime <laughs>
0: yeah it is definitely one of those things where i think you need to be in the right mood for it like yeah, with exactly. any sort of genres and stuff and mm. for me i it's one of those things because it was a spooky season, it is 365 days for me uh, all year round, so I'm, I'm always happy for that. But I, it has so many good ideas and ways to uh, talk about horror, like, here mm. are some ghostly settings, here are some ways to do it. And it just, again, a bit like Saltmarsh in a way, where the yeah. ghost of Saltmarsh was all about seafaring and how to mm. make villages and coastal adventures and stuff like that a little bit more... Flavoursome and Mm. had this environment stuff. That's what uh, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft uh, did as well. And I just and and I will say again, just because I remember it off the top, they had some really cool ones for like um, uh, Wanderers Through the Mist. This idea of NPCs. So you had obviously people from Curse of Strahd, but also the. Oh, the Mayweather Foxgroves these two twins who were like oh gosh hello oh we're g- we're finding out ghosts aren't we dear yes we are you know and it's like uh, this idea that you could play two twins who are f- big ghost hunters but very foppish and very Victorian and oh, I was just I like, that. that's like cool. oh yeah, that that's lo- really yeah. Cool. Mayweather Foxgroves my, my favourite two NPCs oh I <laughs> love that
1: I really like that I, I I might just give it a bit of a read I'm going to do have
0: it have a look again I know it's one of those things where it's not as soon as someone goes I'm into horror you go oh god no like, oh, no I don't <laughs> no do that.
1: it's just it's just like no. it's just it's just because like it's just not my thing so it's just like I for me I'm, i love people being passionate about anything so i will never st- i will never go i love hearing people talking about these things yeah. and actually it's much more interesting like i really enjoyed your uh, your uh episode i <laughs> can't even think of that word about it but it's just it but it's like i'm much more it's that kind of thing where i'm like to actually read it alone, <laughs> just like don't oh know. yeah, it's just kind Definitely. of freaky, freaky stuff. But no I'm sure worries. it's
0: fine. I, I'm sure it's fine. Well, all right, Hamilton. What's your okay. first pick? What what have you got? that You're like this has been my year, 2021.
1: <laughs> well, I think if we're gonna stick on, we're gonna stick with the theme that you were talking about, which is like the best book for the year for sure. me. I actually think it has to be Fizzbands. It was a tie. It, was, it was a tie
0: with Fizzbands! yeah,
1: exactly. It was a tie between Witchlight and Fistbands. I really love Witchlight. I think what that brought to the game was really great. But mm-hmm. if I was going to be honest with like, what have I read and gone like, this has given me so much stuff that I'm going to use. As yes. a person who runs a show called Dragons' Jewel, it's obviously going to be fizzbands. It's like, duh. And I was like, yeah. I said, you know, it's one of those things. Where you're like, oh, I should be different. I should try and think around it. And really, I loved the the Barbalonga. It's like, but the one that I wanted that I read and was just like, okay, that's going in. That's going in. That's going in. That's going in. Yeah, 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 yeah. More of that, please. And you know, I was just making notes consistently. Yeah. The Ghostwood one, another close second because that one I was mm. like, I love this. Such a great idea. And Spelljammer we did recently again loved yes. it, but. Fizzbands just was just flying off the page great sort of lore in ideas just yeah I've written two seasons for Dragon's Jewel based off 50% of the Dragon's Jewel things have just come from this the like backstory stuff that I've loved so mm-hmm. it's and and it was it was a really interesting take on mm. doing a source book I think yes you know take uh, taking the the grandest character monster that is—we've talked about this when we're doing it—that's in D&D is one of the names in there. But they—they yeah. they did it real justice and mm. gave us, um, gave us everything basically: law, mm. stats, um, items, feats, things, everything. It was a proper, old-fashioned—not I don't mean mm. like old-fashioned D&D, but just like a proper epitome of sourcebook. Here is yes. stuff like you were talking about with your Van Richtens, I guess, like there was a theme of horror and we're going to talk all about horror and give you a whole encompassing. It's not just a few adventures and the same with, um, the drag, the the Fistbounds book. So yeah, Yeah. for me personally, great one. I
0: I absolutely agree. I think we may be seeing more of a trend towards themed source books that aren't Mm. necessarily like, um, uh, Xanophar's guide to everything or Tasha's yes. guide to everything uh, like I know we're going to have uh, the updated sort of Volo's guide to monsters as Monokainen mm. presents and we've also yeah. got Monokainen's tome of foes and stuff like that I think yeah. this was just interesting because those were obviously like here is a voice is a character yeah. Per se. Uh and then this is like like you said, uh Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft Van Richten's not really writing it per se. Like he's yeah. he's in it. But it is like, here are all the horror stuff that you need to know. Mm. And then like you said, like Fizz bands is in it, but it's also it's all about dragons because you know, it it is all sort of more <laughs> uh shaped or uh, there's yeah. a definitely like this you know, I, I could definitely see like, yes, whilst Van Richten is for me, Fizz mm. bands is for you. You know, like yes, and I it's oh, definitely it. like Whereas I can imagine like stuff like Xanathars and Tash and stuff like it's like oh well, I remember I bought
1: bought Xanathars as one of the first books outside of the main three that I bought mm-hmm. because I wanted the additional um, I wanted the additional subclasses and I wanted to get the uh, the stuff on like downtime but when yeah. you read it it's just like an amalgamation of just what like why is that next to that that doesn't this is just so I can get this is yeah. literally a book like this needs to get out here let's shove this all together it didn't really yeah. make cohesive sense yeah. The other thing that you picked up on though was like Van Richten's like gave you this overview, gave you the all these books they've done this year and something that I think we want to talk about more later was there's just so much more about role-playing. You know, they're bringing mm. in how you play the game. I, we talked about this on, the, on a few of the shows that actual plays are becoming much more uh, actor-heavy and sort of uh, role-play heavy and therefore they are just giving us ways to become better DMs in the sort of more like how to create theatre, how, you know, giving us yes. like tropes this is here are the tropes of how you make a, a horror a thing story. Or, exactly yeah. and this is how you can play dragons in multiple ways not being tropish in the sense of like here's a stereotype they just give you yeah. just give you archetypes of things mm. that you can work from that then but being very open like in the sense that like you know yes. when they talked about the dragons they said you know a red dragon might you know one red dragon might be huge hulking bestial sort of creature, when yeah. when another red dragon could still be ancient, but like a very live, fluid, serpentine creature, and mm. how that might and one could be very primal, and one could be very you know well informed, and and this yeah. sort of like I don't know, it's very much opening us, opening up the the game to 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 more yeah. creativity and giving you more of that sort of uh, creative um, background. or something yeah Yeah.
0: no I I completely agree actually because there's always that thing where it's like we want you to write as a a DM sometimes I really struggle for like inspiration and stuff and it can literally be a a sentence or or a section and I just go oh Perfect, I've got it. But it's that sort of thing where you don't want to be like write loads of stuff for people just to be like take and go because that's not the way people learn. That's not the way people create stories. It's giving them the starting point to be like here's some ideas. And I I do think I know we always talk about like wizards love their tables. They do, but they give you enough options to be like here's I don't know a d8s worth of options or a d12s etc. But actually, um you could just be like you could roll it, you could take it, or you'd be like oh I like that idea but change something else. And I think they always say that it's like here is some. Things that we say, and I think Mm. that's the thing. They are making it clearer. They are sort of putting out this this content, and a lot of content, very good, very well written content. But it does feel like, compared to other places, so like Mm. we've looked at, you said Ghost Walk and Spelljammer. Those feel very much like here is the setting, um, Mm. and here are the rules for that setting, and you can you can tweak them a little bit, but they're sort of rigid, or they're sort of they're sort of like this. Whereas yeah, and I think the, that the sort of result.
1: describes the difference in, in, like, we come to those now and go, like, well, we can change the rules of these things. Like, literally, we were doing the spell joke, we are like, well, we can just change how air works. And we've yeah. got that because, and you know, that's also just cultural and social, I don't know, yeah, um, uh, age, you know, like growing up, I guess, for want of a better term. But also mm-hmm. just, like, the dogma of of D&D is so much more f- open and fl- and sort of a, a yeah. fluid in the in your interpretation of the rules. They're very much clear that yeah. you they're not like old school games workshop and old school TSR where it's like these are the rules and you play it. And you can see that in it's you know unfortunately you see that in some people on the internet. You can find the people that are dogmatic and and you know if it works, you know there are rules there for a reason. They make a game work sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. uh, there's definitely it, yeah, I love that move just to being just like you can do what you want because it's yeah. not real. <laughs> it, it
0: also it also feels like with that, just jumping off that, it becomes mm. less like a board game where the yes. rules are kind of set mm. to a. Uh, let's do a collaborative game where the players can go. Yes. I want to use a spell like this, and your, exactly. your DM can kind of have the, the the freedom to go. Yeah, cool. Let's try it rather yeah. than going. Oh, I think you'll find it in the book it says yeah. this. Like you know, you you the DM has the permission to be like yes and or yeah. no but or you yeah. know that sort of thing. And I think that's so important for like you said, the streaming and creating stories, which are not just one sided. But also just thought, having
1: fun at home as well.
0: Oh absolutely and it's yeah. not like i said it's not just the dm story and that's i think yeah. that's the key thing here that's the reason one of the reasons i started the book club is that here's a lot of lore here but if you just recreate a world where it's just you in it it's a bit boring yeah. <laughs> but you've got to be able to have the players that come in and then let them choose what they want and, and change the world because that's what makes the really engaging little yeah. bits of story and stuff so yeah oh good choice hamilton i completely agree there's bands
1: there's ba- bands there's <laughs> bands so good Uh, so what's your second choice then
0: my second one if I look it up oh yes well actually it's very similar to one you just you sort of mentioned Wild Beyond the Witchlight I actually went for the Domains of Delight supplement the 5e that came out a little bit after Mm. Wild Beyond the Witchlight so again I know we've said this several times but Wild Beyond the Witchlight Introduces this idea of domains of delight, mm. and introduces this domain of prismere and this I, again, it's almost like a, the sort of the flip side of a domain of dread, and that mm. idea because there's so many domains of dread because everyone's like, oh, it's going to be horrible and, ho- and scary here, and there hadn't been much on the Feywild per se until yeah. this point, and now they're like, we can go and create our own domains, and so yeah. when we created it ourselves, like we're like again, very straightforward, very interesting, and how we came up with with, with what we created, it was actually just like actually, that sounds like a really fun place to be, and yeah. it's just, you know, over over an hour, just us working things out, coming up with the Archfade that rules mm-hmm. over this domain and stuff, and I, I do predict well, I hope, in a way, that there'll be a similar source book in maybe a couple of years' time where it's more Feywild yeah. uh, domains of delight that comes out, because obviously Van Richten's done so well, and I do think the the Wild Beyond the Witch has done very well as an yeah. introduction to, sort of thing, because obviously we've had all this mm. horror we've had the combat stuff, and now it's like who wants to go to a carnival with fairies? And everyone's like, me, I do, yeah. I want to have fun. You know, and I just, yeah. The, so I, I always think the supplements that they do on DMs Guild for extra life stuff, they're always, uh, most of the time, I would say, there's definitely mm. one that I'm like, mm, not so sure about. But they are interesting, mm. they give you ideas as a DM, and you can just work so much into it. And and I just felt this Domains of Delight was so creative and so interesting that I thought,
1: yeah. I, had lo- I, I mean, that. I really enjoyed the episode. I had so much yeah. fun creating that one and... Uh, we need to finish putting that up on the dm's guild for ourselves i need to I do that
0: I'm, i need to write the flavor text yeah no I but i'm just saying
1: but yes and so yeah no and i think the the whole point of these extra life things is really good that they have allowed uh wizards of the coast to offer us up additional content quite easily with other writers mm-hmm. and i think that's yes. been really good and as i said yeah i love the domains of delight one that we did it was so much fun creating that and um but yeah, the other one that we looked at, I think we're going to talk about later, I think as well, but they are a really great resource. And of course, they're also doing really good things for charity. But yeah. I the thing that I was going to say was, what I haven't checked is who, how many people are streaming World of the Witchlight? Because I've only seen a couple out there in my mind, but compared to... Custerstrad. strad <laughs> You know, or even House of Lament. There are a lot of House of Lament. I mean, I know you've done one and I'm yep. you know, and I'm not saying like oh you're just doing what everyone's doing, but I mean like no, but I saw that D- uh, D&D Beyond did a House of Lament uh, series as well, um mm. uh, which Melly who was on our show uh, was part of and uh and it's yeah, I just I just I I i'd like to do some research on that it's just something that i'd be interested yeah. to know actually because i think that would be a good metric of what's taking off because the amount of people that are like i want to do a strixhaven mm-hmm. like myself you know i yeah. want to do what i'll be on like but i'm kind of like it's not as much of a thing as like okay i want to do my mean girl strixhaven <laughs> like mm. that i want to do like and all the yeah. dragon Steel stuff that i want to do with Fizzbands, but yeah. i don't know it's just kind of i'd just be interested to see that's all I don't you know, have an opinion think, anyway. But.
0: I I think that's a very good point because I know when I was reading about the uh, Wild mm. Beyond the Witchlight and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I'm very excited by it and stuff mm. like that. And you're right. I I will say this. You know, Touchwood. I've not seen any things about like oh, we're gonna do mm. a Fae inspired thing. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because maybe there is a, a view saying like well Dungeons & Dragons should be fighty fighty it's gonna be uh yeah. you know fight in dungeons or it's gonna be in space or it's gonna be this whereas if you go a carnival and uh, a, a plane where people are very in touch with their emotions maybe that doesn't a- appeal to people I don't know, cause yeah. I, don't know. We, I doubt. I doubt that's the case though because I think
1: really it's the I other know. way around more because people in streaming are getting I fight. you know, we've, as a streamer, you know, combat is hard mm. to manage, oh. and having been in, I don't know if I talked about, when I talked about me playing an evil character on that villains, we were playing dead, narrative yes. combat, and so mm. that worked so well, and Kyle, who will be DMing on Dragon's Duel, who did that, you know, in C- in our next series, doing a bit of DMing on the, on the darkest timeline secret spoilers there uh, but you can know that by now uh, but yeah kyle is incredible at running that sort of campaign and i also saw it in another one shot i was a part of as a, a load of kobolds and doing that sort of narrative uh, with the lovecraft uh D group who are now part of check these out they do the same and it's so people are trying to fix combat for the streaming yep. world so I, I i'm not sure if i think I don't know. I seem to feel like people want it, but then are people using it? Is the question. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of times we say we want something, but actually, mm. when it comes down to it, do we actually engage with it? I I, I don't know. That would be interesting
0: yeah. I, to see. I, that's a good point because obviously, not everyone who who streams maybe plays in oh, not sorry, not yeah. everyone that plays watches a stream. For example, yeah. like in my home game, we we did stream it, and then we've obviously moved it offline through mm. pandemic stuff. Mm. But again, it's still the same thing. And obviously, I watch a lot of streams that are. Role play heavy and stuff, but obviously some groups are like we just want to fight, we just want to yeah. do the thing, and because obviously as we've said, D and D is a, a combat system and stuff. So, does something like Wild Beyond the Witchlight, which I again is something I know we're going to talk about a little bit later on, is that where it says like there is the option for no combat, you almost have yeah. like an Undertale thing. Does that appeal to people? And I wonder if that appeals to people who. Uh, aren't fussed about combat mechanics mm. um, maybe people who are a little bit younger who don't want to be, they want to roll lots of dice but they don't want to be like, ah, tracking hit points, yeah. I mean I don't know, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, that's the only thing I'd no,
1: say. No, I think that's why I I'm, yeah. I'm can't really make any and I think that's what I'm so, I'm, I'm just interested in it. what I might do is I'll try, if I can in the time between this wee recording and it goes out I will try and have a look and see if I can get some metrics on anything like this and see if I can put them up and say like actually the amount of people that are streamed this that and the other doesn't mean that means anything more than just an indication of interest really and how well they're doing if they're actually high up the viewers or low down the viewers I I don't know.
0: I I wonder to an extent like what is the most like what is the most stream show I, I assume must it
1: is Curse of it's got to be Curse of, Stroud. Stroud. It's gotta be right?
0: Curse of so everyone must know this plot at this point but they don't I've never watched I'm not it because I, I, know I I'm not, that's why I'm the not only time I've either. ever
1: caught it is when I listen to High Rollers I fall asleep listen to High Rollers at some point and I wake up and it's on Curse of Stroud, and I'm like oh you know, shit I can't listen to just this just... <laughs> um,
0: yes but it'd be interesting to see like not that
1: you know, High Rollers is boring and I fall asleep it's just that no, I put it on and I'm a person who gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning sometimes and then goes to bed at 1 o'clock so I might just fall asleep whenever I've got 5 minutes. That's <laughs> you
0: you listen to people having fun. That's what I do all the time when I when I go to listen to podcasts. But I do going back to it. I, if you look at all the adventures that have been released, I'm sure that people have done like a uh, horde the Dragon Queen or the Rise of Mat and all of a sudden like I want and like I'm sure there was stuff about like Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which again yeah. really interesting like concept yeah. of sort of alien. This sort of um, oh what's it called like Thirty Days of Night or whatever it was like. Mm. Um, John Carpenter's the thing the that sort of thing. That's right. yeah, yeah, that's that's the one I was trying to think of, like. I, that, that again, horror setting
1: I, I think actually, that felt like there was when that came out, there was lots of people that were running a Rhyme of the Frostmaiden uh, game. 100%. I feel like that happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think yeah. that, I just do. I'm sure it just feels like when that came out, I, that's what I'm saying. There was lots of people going jumping on that, we're going to do that. But maybe it was because that's when people started the pandemic and that's when people were jumping on streaming a lot more and doing actual plays. So. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I, I, again, I'm gonna try and do some some metrics.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be good. All right, Hamilton, what is your second?
1: So my second be? one, I had a teaser for it. Is yeah? this show, this show. <gasps> <laughs> it's got to be. Um, it's got to be because you came on my show and yes. um, uh, in. March? Of this really year?
0: early on. I know yeah, it feels like March, it's been a This is a
1: while ago. April maybe. It Might have been April, but either way. And then and then I yeah, I'd only you just called back to me like looking for people to guest on the show. And I, yeah. I don't think I might have, been. Get- I definitely had you in my subscribe list because I'd looked once for a DM's book club, like a book show. Ah, but yeah. I did it because I was looking for people talking about Forgotten Realms books, not about, like, you know, as in <laughs> like the novels. We'll you know, that's why I kind of, but then I had it there and I kind of listened to one and I did enjoy it. And then you came on the show and then um, literally after you came on the show, I was like, okay, I'm be- better listen to this properly. And then I basically listened to all of them in about the space of... Uh, I don't know, like three days or so, because yeah, I had. no <laughs> it's right. life. No, it's fine. It's because I had. It was literally like one of those times when I had at work, like one of those jobs that I just needed to just, I was doing just really quite technical detail. I could just be getting on with, I just knew what I was doing. I was just copying and pasting pretty much, but not a bit more complicated than that, let's say. And then I had a really long drive to uh, a couple of places on my own in the car. So I like listened to them. Then like one job interview I went to Mm. is, it just is in my mind as when I go to think of that job interview, it's the one where you're doing your NPC wizard uh, character maker with ryan you know the uh, book you're going through the book which is one of my favorite episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that one because oh. i was like i wouldn't if it was me and you doing it i'd be like i don't trust this person one bit from the beginning you know when the the yeah. the, oh, the, the apprentice yeah, i would be yeah. like nah, the apprentice and it's
0: like i open i open my finger and it is a ring inside and even i was like really <laughs> really
1: yeah a ring of like like death or something that. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like but um yeah, no uh,
0: yeah well and the same from my side of it as well again like uh like I've really enjoyed doing uh DMs book club over lockdown. I've sort of said it before like I really struggled to get into reading for, for leisure anymore just mm. because it's like oh I should be doing something else So I I got into the habit of like read something to take you away from the take away from the screen and yeah. make notes about it and it had to be non-fiction and I was like well I've got yeah. all these bloody D&D books uh I need to to do something yeah. and so yeah starting it up and then as you said, like coming on to Dragon's Jewel and having such so much fun and then I was like, Oh, you know your you know your D stuff. You'll be a great <laughs> like you know, and then yeah, and then there's just sort of born out of just being great creative stuff and i I, and i've talked to other people about this as well this idea that we're all in the same space and you know when it's like oh should i start another actual play podcast and all that sort of thing i think the answer is do it and then join a discord or join a a forum or something like and talk to the other creators because yeah
1: 100 everyone's
0: in the same boat everyone is going to go oh the edit this week was really hard or i lost half the things And, and just having someone to be like i've got an idea can i bounce it around like i've really enjoyed our chats like lunchtime chats where we've just gone Here's all the stuff. What do you think? And I'm like, it's great. Yeah. What do you yes. think of this? And you're like, it's great. It's just nice to have someone who's excited <laughs> no. about it. We've had it for as well when when you're I'm about to run this campaign. I'm going to do this to them. And you, all you need is that person to go, ooh. And you're like, yes, yeah. I've told exactly. somebody. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, no, it is so good. And uh, that's the thing. And like, if you want a Discord to join, join our Discord, and we're happy to yeah. talk to you about all these fun things because oh, that's what we want to talk percent. about. Um, but yeah, and 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 you picked up on the other thing that I put down as my like two A's and two B's, which <gasps> is like. I put creating the domain of a delight and all the creation episodes. So I, yeah. you already covered that. But the other one was like the historic D&D settings and, op- you know, like forcing me to, because I've wanted to read Spelljammer for like years. And we've and like, because of this, I've done it. I've read it. And I'm like, yeah. I love it. Great.
0: And I think and, and that's the other thing as well. Because I, I obviously, when when I initially wanted to do this, I was like, I've got all these fifth edition books. And I've never thought to myself, oh, this, this should limit me to the source books. So when I've had guests on saying, oh, well, I've got, an idea, but it's not in an official book. It's a DM's guild, or it's mm. it's an, another RPG game back yeah. On brilliant, I yeah. want to talk about it because I, because ultimately, as as people know through listening and watching the show, we're very passionate about you know these sort of things. And it's just, it's just mm. nice to hear someone else talk about being passionate and be going. Actually, I actually really like that idea. Mm. I'm going to make a note of that. And and that's the whole point of it. It's like I I feel like DM's club is a bit of a a book club is a bit of a misnomer. It, I do think of it as a GM's club in a sense and and yeah. pulling things in like I mean we've read stuff like uh, the the heroes feast cookbook, you yeah. know, we've I we've read poetry on this. You know, we've done a mm. whole lot of stuff and I just I just that's the thing for me is like Whilst it is like maybe fifth edition uh, centric just now, mm. mostly because it's popular and I've got the books, but also like I really enjoyed like Spelljammer. I enjoyed Ghost Walk. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to dive in and do more uh, classic mm. settings and see how yeah. it compares. Because obviously they're going to be probably re-released and stuff like that, and be like, mm. what's changed? What? Why? You know? Why yeah. is this so? Why was this so popular? What was? What can we bring in from that? So absolutely, mm. all for that.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that was it, and I think the other one I put was the the just the the fact that it's opened up to more of a community of people as well, which is the other part that we talked, you talked about as well. So I'm just I'm just reading my notes again, but it no. was that sort of like just the fact that the book club has meant me talking about these things, which has meant I've had engagements with people like uh, sean k reynolds about ghost walk and talking to as i said ed, ed uh greenwood about um about uh, the spell stuff that they did but like just those ability but then but that's fine but really the more important ones are in the chats like all the chats that we've had whilst oh. this is going out and all those people like derek and uh, i'm just i'm gonna add uh, gobo and Gobbo? Yeah. uh, uh um, pixie Will... and yeah uh, sorry what did you say Will from uh, RDW. Uh, yes, R- 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 Will. D. Yes, Will and Chris. Borrow Brick Chris. Road has been on there. Uh, uh, there's going to be people we forget, which is going to be awful. Which I know. I should have started by we saying name drop
0: them. But also, but like from but this, they know who about, they
1: are. But they know it's, who they are. It's, it's well, talked, like about.
0: I love the fact that we, you know, we talked about when we want to do mini painting at some point. Yes. We want, We've talked about our meal deal lunches in yes. the chat, and that has spilled <laughs> over. I love that because that feels like not only is it it's our thing, that our community is like this is what i got as a meal deal but like Ooh, yes. judgy <laughs> <laughs> but
1: so you, i forgot to post mine today actually i had a really good <gasps> one i had a tandoori chicken wrap from that my new local which just does these homemade ones they're really good oh mm. and mccoy's special piri piri chicken chips
0: crisps oh that's new i don't yeah. really know like, anyway that's a different i'm sure we'll have to do like a DD meal time <laughs> episode at some point yeah uh
1: but yeah, no, it's just the whole thing about it has been really great. And it's like one of the highlights of just every, like, as I said, all the, we're talking about the, I think that's the thing as well, community of this year. Like, not just through this, but just like a lot of things that I've, I didn't join Twitter until uh, August 2020 properly. Really? Yeah. yeah. Before then, I'd been on here like once or twice this was just Twitter was this thing that I just Mm. never I did I've done Instagram I used to do a lot of Instagram and was big into like the Warhammer scene on Instagram for a few years and then like Before that, it was just Instagram for like art and architecture stuff, and you know, and really into Tumblr for when that was began. When I did like a lot of skateboarding stuff when I was younger and did skateboarding, I know such a loser. But (laughs) anyway, I then so I only joined Twitter, and like it's only through this like year and a half that I've met all these amazing people that have just been this year that's just been like. It's, that's been one of the highlights. I'm, I'm counting that as all of one of two. That's number two.
0: That, so yeah. that is fair. And I, I yeah. completely agree. I think I've been very lucky in this pandemic. I know not everyone has been, but I've enjoyed yeah. being able to still do stuff like this, uh, You know, mm. record online, do role-playing games online. And I know mm. it's not for everyone, but I've really flourished and I've realised that you know I can do actual place with people from around the world and we can that's, make it yeah, work and, and we wouldn't get that normally you know and mm. and also you can tell people to mute unmute themselves you can tell yeah. people to stop eating and into the, <laughs> the mic no but I,
1: I mean i've had a game i had a game on dragon's Jewel where i had someone in singapore someone in taiwan someone in bristol like 10 miles away and someone in london and then someone in america you know like all on the same show that and you're just sense. like what is this like I'm, and I talk to people like in the office and say like oh yeah my friend in America and it's just like I've now got a friend and my friend in Singapore my friend and I'm like how is this this is the world I live in which is amazing mm. like how great is that like all yeah. these worldwide um it, come, it, connections. it comes to that
0: point where it's it's like oh my internet friends and that used to be such a horrible well, yeah. like, oh you've got friends on the internet you know, mm. and actually so, what? Like, I started mm-hmm. meeting some of my internet friends that I made in the last year in person, and I'm sure at some point Hamilton will have to meet have in to. person. Yeah, <laughs> we have to you do know. that at some point. A live DMs a, book
1: club. We have to oh, do that.
0: Oh, it's going to happen. Mm. But, you know, it's that sort of thing where it's like, I don't see, like, I feel like I've known you for yonks at this point. Like, yeah. I know we talk every week or so, but that's the thing. Like, and just because we are passionate about this one thing and we talk and stuff like that, and it doesn't mm. matter that we've never met in person. Like, so what? Like, and I think it, it just, it's, yeah, it's really opened up my mind this last year and a half about like hey meeting people who are sharing the same passion who are willing to listen mm. and not be like overly critical or or anything like just about way oh I like that idea and having that collaboration is yeah. just really up on my mind so oh, very good choice very I really good. like that
1: so what's your third one then
0: okay so my third one uh is a bit cheaty because it's still another supplement but I I'm going to put in Minsk and Boo's Sweet. Journal of Villainy yep. So it's another supplement, uh, obviously came out for Extra Life uh, very, very recently. And you know what? The reason I put it in as a sort of thing is that I never really considered, uh, and again, this is a more of a naive uh, DM thing, I never really considered how to put in like cities or to, what do I need mm. to make a city other than uh, it's, uh, it's going to have this, so it's going to be this mm. size and stuff like that. And we have created like settlements and stuff before on DM's book club, but I feel like this was like, oh here's a section where it's like, here's here's a population, here's a little bit of law and history, here's some interesting things of note. And was just mm. the way it put it. Um, and whilst I, what it made me do is, I, I want more. And I think that's what a good book does. It's, it's written enough mm. to be like, here's some ideas, but you go and do more. And I think all the stuff in it, like it had the two, um, I can't remember their, their names off the top Bodie, of my
1: head. Bodhi, was it Bodhi? No.
0: Um, the, I was thinking the city that's in the tree. Oh, the city, oh, oh c-
1: sign uh, I was about to say an architecture building in Norway, Sognefjord, uh, like which no, is not. No. It was uh, like, since oh sin Sandar and
0: something like that. Um, but where where it's had, half of it is in the Shadowfell, and there's a whole history in that, and then there's the one that's in the Underdark mm-hmm. with uh, our favourite uh, planar Ab- merchants. Uh, oh, the, the yogi, yeah, the yogi. yogi one. One. Um And an Abberlynth down yeah. there as well, and again these little little tidbits, and it was just very short, and I just. Everything about the city stuff was really interesting, and then going on to it, this idea—excuse me—this idea of henchmen as mm. well. And I had, and I know we didn't go into it when we looked at it ourselves, but the henchmen section of it was really detailed and really interesting, yeah, some like really characters ones, yeah. and stuff like that, uh, which I think would have made really good bosses, for example, mm. uh, or villains even. And it, it, what that book get, did for me is that it opened up this idea of like, oh, what is a villain? And then we went on and did our own thing, yeah. and not because like. I mean, I was a bit like, mm, I don't see those as villains. I see them as world-ending bosses. Yes. So. But, that, but, that, but that was really good, I think. I think yeah. having those there as examples, and I go, that's great. I want to do something different. And that's what a good supplemental source book should be. It's a, it's a jumping-off mm. point. It's not lore and anything like that. But I just thought, yeah, the henchmen section of it was just really interesting. And, again, amazing imagery and, and all that sort of thing. And the cities. and It, it just, was incredible. All, yeah. Mm. All, all about it, I just thought again and I, just, I also quite liked how it just got released and then unreleased and then released again because it's like, cause yeah. it was like I, and I guess that's yes. not necessarily like it's a faux pas for sure but I just thought oh I'm now intrigued what's going yes. on here so
1: it's yeah. worth noting as well that they've made an adventure using a lot of the people in it uh, that's also on DM's Guild so if you are interested in mm. if you find it good it, you know if you're looking for an adventure that uses some of those people there's uh, there is that as well now they've made it which I think mm. was worth noting to yeah. promote them <laughs> but yeah um, yeah, no, I really love that. Minks and Boo was one of my favourites uh, as well. I, I, I well, as I said, I as s first one like adventure that I DM and I talk about a lot is Dragon Heist. I talk about it loads and it was and it's obviously water deep and I use a lot of DM supplements when I was making that to find DM skilled supplements, that is, to find ways to like build up those adventures and I came up with a few myself that came off that, but it was a really I found I really enjoyed an urban adventure. I found it really fun, and I think they are great places to be in because a lot of a lot of people live in them, and we have a lot of experience our own selves of being in them. But they. I felt it was like GTA meets D&D. That's what yes. Dragon Heist is. And I made it as such. I had the map and I did, like, I made a Photoshop file that had little stars of wherever they'd been and where there were jobs to do. I made them exactly like it was D&D. It was GTA D&D. So when I opened up every game that was like, we've, we're not, like, in, in media res, if you know what I mean, in the middle of something, I'd be like, okay, here's the map. So you've got to go and see Reyna, Never Neverember here, which was like an NV, and you've got, like, which is at the... The, his like club and then you've got like you've also got the Bregan Darth d- d- quest to do you've also mm-hmm. got your um, uh, Zentarum quest to do you've also got these and you know had all the and there's your tavern up here that you own you know and it yes. was all little things like that and it was just That's like so cool. it was so much fun and I, I think city and Count city urban adventures are good fun and I think mm-hmm. more ability to have more different urban settings rather than the classics that we all know is great you know, like could, the yeah. colour and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: that's that's such a good point. Again, I su- I've not really read much into Dragon Heist because I do have a friend who's promising me at some point to run it for us. But again, I it, it was. But we talked about it before about popular things. Dragon Heist was really big on the streams. Like people mm. were playing it left, right, and centre so and stuff good. because it was so different. And yeah, mm. I, and I absolutely adore the fact it's GTA themed. The map. I just. Of course, of course, that makes sense. So, yes, oh, I love that. That's, that's, I that's mean, a and you can play thing. it four
1: different ways. There are four different baddies, so you can yeah. you could watch one and. And I recommend the high rollers one because they've. If you want to watch it and you don't want to be too spoiled, is that it, uh, Mark Shuttleworth changes it enough? Yes. That it isn't exactly and and when I ran it, I made it Sigil, the dragon the, the dragon heist in the end anyway. So like anyone can make it their own way. So I think if you if you're Interested to watch, listen to, listen to, watch one. That's one to watch if you don't want to be overly spoiled by it. What absolutely, happens.
0: absolutely, no, I completely agree. All right, Hamilton, what's your final, final like? Yes, this has been twenty twenty one. This has been D and D in a nutshell.
1: I guess. d in, oh, in a nutshell. Jeez, oh, that's not what I... I mean, that's, that's really putting the pressure on. I think what I said in the last one was d in a nutshell, which was the, the, cl- the collaborative one. I'd say just my, um, my third one was going to be just the, the promise of of more coming and actually yeah. which is i know it's not the year in review but i think it's been what well, it's a bit of a combination of actually a lot of things we've already said so that's why it's a bit of uh, we've sort of over- said it already which was the the non-combat the role-playing heavy focus and this mm-hmm. sort of move of D into something different so that is was my third one so i feel like i need a new one <laughs> no, because i think that's fair but that was kind of like the the biggest the, the biggest thing i think um i think the creations that we've done has been fun and being open to that uh creating more elements and being like i think having um i think something that is that uh the dnd books have done and with, we've talked about the rolling tables. oh no we've already sort of talked about this again it's that sort of um i think even just having it as like an exercise that a dm does every once in a while That's Mm. just not related to your game is something that I've really enjoyed uh, from Mm -hmm. this show. It's just like making something because I might use it, I might not use it, but just being creative for an hour and a half has just been um, a lot of fun. And I think something that I'm going to try and bring into my sort of like like structure i guess mm. of like it's just come up with something uh, if i've got when i have free time uh to to, to, to just like just think uh, just it's made me start thinking about like oh how would i make that more a little yeah. bit more which has been quite quite an, an enjoyable experience but yeah really we did cover my third one my proper <laughs> third one over all of them So that
0: no, was but it. i i think i do i do see that i think what i get with um with uh i did a book ages ago which is like um oh it's called the artist way which i will say at the top it's very airy fairy sort of like how to yeah. unblock your creative pause you know that sort of thing but what it did give me advice was that every week you spend you should put your take yourself on an artist date mm. and what that means is that um you block out a little bit of time, a minimum of two hours, and you go do something for yourself. Now, whether that is going to an art museum, going for a walk, uh, a painting or anything like that, you always have it at the same time every week and you don't cancel it for anything. And what I started doing in that is, uh, I started doing that for the 12 weeks and I would play solo RPGs. Mm. And actually doing that, and to be fair, it was content creation as well, hashtag anything is content for what am I rolling. But I realized that allowing myself to be like okay this is uninterrupted creation time and I think that's the thing sometimes I do, we do get the thing going oh you don't need to prep anything don't be you know just improvise there's truth in that but also there is a little bit of joy where it's sitting down and just trying something because mm. there's always that thing where you're about to start and you go oh I don't know where to start like we've done this when writing assignments and stuff you're like oh oh, I hate it I can't write stuff like that the minute but you get going yeah, the minute you get going and you just go, don't worry about editing, just write, mm. just write, you know, type something down or, or put it down on paper and then go back to it after like half an 100%. hour. Like it makes such a difference. And I, I definitely have found joy in spending that time just sitting down and doing something for me. And mm. I think that's what we need to do from that sort of like with all these creation mm. stuff I think it's a great idea but like do it for yourself don't do it because oh I've got a game coming yeah. oh, I should prep yeah. I think yeah. do it for yourself and then you can be like you might. They like said you might never use it but also mm. you might use some of it and I think that's the, the key 100%. Thing.
1: have you heard of the term pantsing and planning
0: no what is that
1: okay, it's a writing term it's a novel writing term now I before I got really back into DD, I did lots of like writing, like creative writing as a way just to keep. I'm not going to release it. It's just, no, it's there. No. It's, but it was just like, that was my like outlet, just to like have a creative outlet that was just just for myself. And I do miss it. And, but that's d sort of took over and made, I was like, actually, this is something I could be doing with all this stuff I'm doing. And I, I use a lot of the stuff I've made in there as part of mm-hmm. like, here's ideas that I've got in the background if I need some sort of character or something like that. But, um, yeah i think uh but the pantsing is is by the seat of your pants that's what it means right so it's and planning is planners are people that like okay "Okay, i'm gonna make my story i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna create the novel like uh chapters i'm gonna make the the story beats and i'm gonna figure this out and i tried writing that way and it's just not me right because i'd spend hours and days and months planning 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 and then i'll get bored yeah the only time I ever got beyond 20,000 words of a novel was pantsing. And that was because, which is the term, okay, it's called You can Google it. It's not, I'm not just making this up. It's an actual yeah. term. But it's like just writing, I just sat down and, and this came after playing some DD. And I thought, like, okay, I'm just going to make a story. And this is my cat. And I just started with a line and I just kept going and kept going. And then I built this thing. And then, and then I kept moving, like one chapter I wrote just moved over here. And then that chapter moved over there. And then it was like, and it just became. A bit of a jumble, but it needed editing afterwards. But the flow and the way that I could mm. get things out of like writing was so much better. So I think this is what I was talking about. That's what I was getting at. Just go out there and just start something, as you're saying as well. It's like a really good. I agree. I agree with yep. what you're saying. It's a really good idea. Let's. We're both agreeing.
0: <laughs> we're both we're both passionate about the same things. Yes. It was. Go and us. Go yeah. us. I think, but also there's. I guess there's that sort of thing like having an accountability buddy or anything like. That. Like I know there's like yeah. stuff like. Uh, I can never say it right. The, the write a novel in November one, uh, mm. Namiko, I think it's mm. called. Um, there's one that's called Twenty Eight Plays Later in February. We write a play every day. They're short, Ooh. ten minute plays. Don't you don't. Know, they're not like. A, but, they, but they're also like topics and themes. So yeah. someone was telling me about them. One of the ones that you only had a vocab of a hundred words. Uh, and, oh, you know, wow. and, yeah. I love you know, that. those.
1: They, there's a really term for those things. Uh, uh, but when it's like overly, because um, like in architecture, yeah. it's, I mean, we always get told like constraints are the most important thing to creative endeavors. Like mm. you know, So there's an architect thing is like you've got to focus on what your constraints and opportunities are, and then you get your conceptual basis for what your thing is going to be and then you create it and then if you have a good set of understanding of your constraints and opportunities and a good understanding of what your conceptual basis is, then you just layer on top of that then you can just figure out how the functionality works easily because you know where things are going to go because you know like the light comes in from the south you know that the view is going to be out that way and you know that you want this the concept of it to be this uh, it's about layers of transparency or something like that so it becomes very easy for you to then just make a building. that's the thing Mm -hmm. and it's the same with anything like you're just saying yeah exactly if you have these constraints like you can only use 10 words or something like that and you get much more creative power out of constraining yourself 100 percent, i agree with that love that Mm -hmm. so there you go do it bollocks i love (laughs) it (laughs) but
0: it's true it is very true well so that's sort of our year review okay i guess just judging on time yes what's the i guess the one thing that you're really looking forward to for if you are going to be existing in twenty twenty two and beyond, yeah. yes,
1: you know, yeah, okay. As
0: Chris Perkins is currently, so. it's currently doing.
1: <laughs> I am going to say I'm. It's it's it's, it's going to be a part two parter. Then go for okay. it, go for it, yeah. I'm looking for both the looking forward so much to the new settings, new new settings, the old new settings, yeah. and the new old settings, and whatever they mean by new types of gaming be yes. that minis vtt yeah. or whatever we think it could be i'm still mm. holding out for that spell jar mini thing i think i've called it i think i've called it
0: i think i think you i think you as soon as you said it i was like of course it's going to be that how could it not be anything else like i know we said it was like a virtual tabletop sort of thing i'm yeah. now like no nah, sod that it's minis <laughs>
1: Hero Forge yeah. merge with D&D Beyond merge with oh, everything it's done but yeah no I, that's what I'm really looking forward to and I, I am mm-hmm. looking for I'm hoping for some more multiverse Spelljammer Planescape stuff just to come back because mm-hmm. it's exciting to me and I really like yeah. them so I'm up for that and I want the art that they're going to bring more than anything yeah. as much actually Planescape doesn't need new art because Dieter and Litzy is amazing don't need to re, don't need to redo that just copy paste that but Spelljammer I'd love to and again I love them things but I just think the modern three dimensional hero we live in we'll just up that mm-hmm. to another level that's all
0: definitely
1: what about you what's your number one
0: <sighs> number one it's tricky because i know there's going to be another anthology out at some point yeah so because i'm really going into their one-shot stuff and i which i mm. think i'm like yes great and that's gonna be more diverse writing and more content stuff. for you <laughs> oh, more loads more content for me um i know strict haven has been released today yes so can't wait for that because yeah, again, it's I I, just mm-hmm. a different kind of adventure. Like it's set in an institution, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we know it's going to have the Harry Potter vibes. We get that, you know. But it's just like something that we always want. I think the one thing I've written down, and I, and maybe it's just me as a player, um, as well as sort of this idea of like, here's an option for uh, no combat at all. We've had that with Wild Beyond which Witchlight. Like, I think that's a great idea. I'll be interested to see it pans out. And I think the D and team are very interesting to see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be more. Uh, less combat heavy adventures what are they going to replace it with is it going to be more social encounters and rules for social encounters mm-hmm. I would love to see more puzzles and more ways for players to think outside the box that's not like oh I'm not getting in my way get the sword out and stab like Tasha's came up with like at least 10 puzzles um, for you to try, which I have tried, and they are really good, but uh, they are very similar in a sense. It's like, oh, we count into the word for a couple of them. So I'd love to see more examples of riddles and stuff like that. And I say this, I know how hard it is to come up with a riddle. I know how hard it is to come up with a puzzle, but I would love to see more ways, if we're not doing combat, which is Mm. the main D thing let's face it you know it you have you have to hit and damage and all that sort of thing what else are we re- re- replacing it with they've already talked yeah. about like i think you mentioned it before the 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 spell casting they're simplifying that so it's mm. like for, for dms which i think is fantastic like we saw that recently with yeah. uh Fizzbands as well they showed it in there what what other environmental or other ways yeah i know what you mean like how are they gonna
1: no yeah i agree it's like how are you going to build a system that deals with not combat or are we just going to accept that there is no longer a system and that D D is not if there is a system for combat and then there is the fact that this is really just mm. it, 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 the question becomes like is it D D anymore if there's no system but i think the mm-hmm. point is that it's a campaign setting so actually really that's what they are creating they're more creating mm-hmm. like here are worlds for you to in- invest time in there is so yes. much lore like there yes. is a wealth of law that we've, we can, we've seen in this year of, of reviewing Absolutely. things that yeah. maybe that's just what they will accept and maybe maybe they'll add more they will give us ways to play like here's mm-hmm. ship combat here's maybe they'll give us I mean, maybe they'll even give us a, a way to deal with narrative combat. Like I, I could imagine. Yeah. You know, that would be a really interesting thing.
0: I think it'd be very interesting to do that because there's some great RPGs out there. Like you said, you talked about the Wheel of Time one. Um mm. I can think of several ones which are just like token based. We got. I'm going to take mm. this move and mm. give a token and all that sort of thing. City of and Mist we
1: we looked into a lot. City of Mist, of
0: course, yeah. 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 And I think. Um,
1: Very narrative combat style of play, you know. It's just
0: yeah, and you we think about all the things that get like you like um. I don't actually, I don't know if it was shared in our in our Discord, but the, it was like recently It was like here are uh, Thanksgiving themed um, turkeys as D and D monsters. Yes, we did.
1: Yeah, we right? did share them in it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I would look forward to like when we have a and monster and it's flipped the other way around. Rather than bringing something into D and D, what can we take out of D and D and put it into a different system? Because like you said, the yeah. all this law stuff. Um, like the ghost walk stuff easily we can take that out and put it into like the cipher system or just a, yeah. a, a narrative system and I, I guess it's tricky because like obviously you know D&D built up such a, a following and stuff and as soon as you change the system people are like oh I don't know well, it's like so if you sure. got rid of
1: natural 20s and natural ones it's like that's fundamental so like could you yeah. get rid of a D20 from D- D&D yeah. it feels like you can't
0: yeah i don't know like I, i'd be interested to try it with like i don't know if you've used dice pools before where it's like you roll a number of dice so like if mm. your um your skill is like i don't know plus three so you're like okay you get one plus three so four roll that how many sixes do you mm. get that's the number of successes easily yeah. you could do that but again it's that making sure the players are on board and suppliers so i, I i'll be very interesting but again maybe that's the problem with that perhaps is that there's so many indie rpgs out there there's so many yeah. systems that they, awesome. you don't want to be suddenly. Tramping on their t- toes at all, and I don't, and I don't think we're to that either. So, but yeah, I think there's going to be a big shift in how we see combat in D&D because of the the ways it's streamed. I think to a extent that's going to shape quite a lot of it. But also, but I think most people
1: at yeah. home just getting getting like the slog of like the four hour of combat that you're like no, sometimes no. it even just it's just like I'm, I'm for a night I'm, out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe it is going to be that. It's just going to be a lot less admin on the DM side, and uh, the players still have all their admin, perhaps. Because I, yeah. you know how how boring it can be. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. I maybe forgot this person's
1: turn. I don't know. I mean, maybe they introduced a d and d and d and d. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if that's the thing. But it's like here's uh combat d and d and here is basic DD. I i don't know if that you know what i mean like here's rules like d and d and here so, is advanced yeah like is. almost
0: having like, a combative like adventurous yeah. league and then a narrative which i
1: wouldn't or, want to call it advanced because that's like oh it's better to one's better than the well, other but that's it like,
0: that's the, that's the issue
1: some people will be like oh you're only going to do narrative basic yeah, yeah. but i mean it, it, but they could at least say like here is rules for you know you want to play combat heavy this is what rules a and if you want to play narrative combat his I don't know, like when you go into a starting screen. Here's like when you. I, however, yeah. when I play video games now that I'm uh, older and have no time, I just go let's turn it to super easy. Just I want to. I want to play the story. I, I Do you know to get I mean? there.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be like it's the same thing with, uh, with GTA as well. It's like yeah. I'm sat in traffic. That's that great Daryl O'Brien sort of joke going. Yeah. I, I just want to get to the story. I, I have to unlock things. You know, yeah. I, I, again. Each to their own, for sure, but I would mm. be interested to see if, if they're taking away, uh, as a trial thing, no combat, as an option, mm. as an option. As I was going to say, mm. rather than yeah. a, a full thing, what are they going to put into place? I'd love to see more puddles, puzzles and riddles, but I know that's mm-hmm. not for everyone, so,
1: yeah. yeah. Ah. Well, I think well. That's, that's that seems like we've done our very one hour, how you can do one year in one hour is that's what we've done, it is
0: done. We've done well, it. And, and I guess just to finish off thank you so much Hamilton for coming along with this crazy ride I know mostly he was like shall we do this and I went yes thank you let's get on that straight away <laughs> but I appreciate it and it's been such a wonderful oh. I mean we only started doing streams like this in September late yeah. september
1: we did a few yeah we did a few like specials didn't we at the end of your season two and then mm-hmm. and then somehow i we started doing the whole thing in season three i can't remember, i don't know uh I, I can't remember it's it time is a weird soup <laughs> it, it,
0: it <laughs> is a weird soup so and
1: so. Uh, yeah but it's been no i wanted to say in return it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for even just like i didn't even know it's just being a fan to being someone on the show is kind of kind of crazy and just but it on top of it, it's just being like i give me the opportunity to do all the things we talked about which is just being read some more DD and enjoy it more it's been great
0: right right back at you well Hamilton uh, so let's sign off let's go what's happening yeah. at Roleplay Factory what's what's happening oh. over the Christmas period if
1: well we over know. the Christmas period well there should be I don't it depends on what's happened there should be a we'd have created both the characters we'd have given them some backstories you might have seen those as well and then it's weird this is quite an advance for recording this I don't know yes. exactly but in January I can be very clear in saying that there will be two actual plays, two actual plays that will run alongside the campaign, uh, the game show. So what we're going to do is every Saturday at 9pm UK time, 4pm American time, there will be the Shattered Realm actual play, uh, which will be my DM'd campaign, which will be you taking one half of the characters' personas with the sort of, this is our European-based players because of time zones. I'll be running those and they'll be on Saturday nights. And then on Fridays at 10pm, Uh, UK time, 5pm Eastern time there will be the Darkest Timeline which will be de would by Kyle who is originally from Planet Allies where the other half will be and split into a multiverse and it's going to be basically, one is going to be much darker, the Darkest Timeline surprisingly where the world is all still terrible, the Shattered Realm is where everything is Everything's going wrong, but it's not because of what's happening in this other thing and they need to find their way back. And then every last Saturday of the month, there will be a game show. So we'll have a break from yeah. so it's a bit like what Critical Role doing. At the end of every month, we won't have any actual plays. We're gonna play some game shows, we're gonna get new guests on, and they will become guest characters, NPCs, player characters for the actual plays. And that's how we're gonna do it.
0: Look at all that content. Woo! <laughs> amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I got a second DM, so I only have to yeah. do one of them. <laughs> so,
0: Twice was... the content, half the work. Oh yeah. good,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, what about people. you? What what's gonna be what's new for for twenty twenty two?
0: 2022, gosh, it feels so far away but it is is—it is so close um, so yes, uh, my name is Fiona, I run the What Am I Rolling podcast, which is a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast, as always, it is going very, very well, we've got uh, we've got Numer- Numenera card. Oh, I can't see that right yeah. uh, we've probably got... Um, uh, we've probably got some solo RPGs and we've got some mm. other bits in the in the ground probably Salvage unions. probably going to come out this idea of um, basically uh, if you think like sort of Borderlands slash mechs mm. without, without the Wargame minis it's all sort of r p so that would be quite fun cool. that's just got released on Kickstarter so that's all very good and yeah apart from that um, I'll be doing some sort of Improv sci-fi show called Galactic oh, Explosions. Yes. Yeah, um, in in the in in the person in January, hopefully in person, um, which is going to be an in-person show, but it was also going to be streamed and put in VR as well for those people who like Galaxy Quest, Red Dwarf, similar sort of vibe. Uh, yeah, gonna get get your get your headsets on for that because it's going to be really good. And yeah, I'm sure I'll be posting all about that close to the time. But that'll be in January with the States. And awesome. then just just to finish off, hey. It's Christmas, so probably all the all the shots will be shot, but in the new year you're like oh I want to get into role playing well you can get 10% off the Third Space Gaming which is your friendly local game store in Burnley uh, for your for your first order just type in the offer code DMBC and you've got to do it with those hand gestures DMBC <laughs> uh, and you, you can buy it on anything you want Um, hey maybe if you want to wait and then the Mordecai presents uh, Monsters of the Multiverse that hopefully should be out at the end of January but who knows uh, maybe uh, there'll be alt covers there'll be the gift set alternate which covers which is the most Art yeah.
1: cover ever made by it's the way, so, so far. It's
0: so pretty. Um, mm. It's the ones you're going to leave on your coffee table, and people are going to go, What's that? Yeah. And you go, It's my obsession. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my life. <laughs> my life. Uh, minis, uh, water, terrain, you can get it all there. So that's DNPC into uh, the checkout. It's 10% off your cool. first thing at Third Space Gaming. And that's it, I think. I think that's everything. That is so. everything. Oh. So
1: I think with that, we should probably just say not only. See you on the flip side. Flip side of the year. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Bye.